What's up guys, Chris Vasquez here, CEO and founder of the Quantum Talent Group. And if you want more happiness, more success, and you wanna learn the shit that you should have learned, then you gotta check out the shit you should have learned in college with Xander Fryer. How's it going? I'm Xander Fryer, just another millennial corporate dropout turned entrepreneur. Since quitting my day job as an engineer just over four years ago, I built a multi-million dollar coaching business, mentoring seven-figure business owners, professional athletes, award-winning musicians, Hollywood actors, best-selling authors, and hundreds of aspiring entrepreneurs. I truly believe that when we couple the right knowledge with a strong desire for action, anything is possible. But most of us are never given the right knowledge, the shit you don't learn in college. The Sidlik Podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, finance, sports, health, and entertainment in order to help you live a life filled with more money, more meaning, and more freedom than you ever thought possible. Get ready to learn the shit you don't learn in college. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Xander Fryer, your host of Shit You Don't Learn in College here with another great episode. And today we're going to be digging in with my good buddy, Chris Vasquez. Now, Chris was a seven-year recruiting vet who's built teams for more than 50 companies from rapidly growing startups to Fortune 500 companies. His business, the Quantum Talent Group, is set to do $10 million in revenue this year. He's also the co-founder of Through You, a nonprofit focusing on building schools and clean water systems in underdeveloped countries in Africa, Asia, and Central America. He just got back from a trip in Costa Rica for five weeks. This guy does it all. You're not going to want to miss this episode. In it, we're going to dig into how to take control of your life and become the author of your story, even if you have past traumas and things that you went through in life. Why money doesn't create happiness. We're going to dig into topics around spirituality and God from an admitted atheist, and we're going to talk about the importance of true human connection. And don't forget, we only spread our message when you share this knowledge with others that need it. So if you enjoy this episode, please share it on social and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. Every week, my team goes through our reviews. And for every new five-star review, we plant a tree to restore the rainforest of Madagascar, and we provide a child in India one year of e-learning. So give us a review and you're giving back too. All right. How's it going, everybody? Xander Fryer, CEO and founder of High Impact Coaching and Shit You Don't in College here with uh, my guest, Chris Vasquez. How you doing, brother? Amazing, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast, dude. I think, um, you know, I we didn't play for everybody watching on video. We're wearing literally the exact same thing <laughs> um, because I just wanted to look as good as, as you do. You, so You pulled it off. Yeah. I'm trying to <laughs> um, but uh, for everybody who doesn't know, doesn't know Chris, doesn't know Quantum Talent Group, yeah. uh, do you want to give everybody maybe like a 30-second synopsis of what you do? And 30 what seconds. 30 seconds, okay. minutes, Sweet. I'll hour, get 30 seconds. somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I run an executive search firm for tech companies, and then we also do some investing as well. So I'm working with a bunch of venture-backed software companies, helping those guys scale, trying to find them at earlier stages and help them become you know, billion-dollar companies. That's the goal. And then I also uh, lead a, a nonprofit called Through You, and we focus on building schools, clean water systems, and we're in Asia, Central America, and Africa currently. Um, got an amazing team kind of leading that effort, and uh, I also do some podcasting myself. Had Xander on one of mine years back. I think you're one of my 
like first 10 guests ever. Yeah, man. So uh, that's me in a nutshell. So you're talking about investing and helping executives grow their, their organizations. Like, do you just have really good like skin creams and you're actually like 60 years old? I don't really, <laughs> under, I don't really understand that. Like, yeah, no. how did you get into this at such a young age? So I was actually at college. It's yeah. a good segue into your, your podcast title, yeah. which I guess I didn't learn a ton in college, but it did set me up on this path. So yeah. I saw this smoking hot blonde chick at our career fair, <laughs> and her name was Molly. This is so, how this is how every career for a guy starts. Molly, if, if you're listening looking, to this, it's not a good looking girl. Yeah, yeah, if you're listening to this, Molly, I knew you were engaged at the time, so I didn't approach you that way. But <laughs> um, no, she was just like recruiting for this company called Insight Global, this this staffing yeah. company. Um, so I was like, of course I'll interview with you. Yeah. And so three or four interviews later, I found myself accepting the job. Yeah. And uh, I just fell into it, and then over time, as a lot of people do. Went big company, small company, small company, yeah. and started seeing, man, these big companies take way too much of the profits for the kind of work I'm putting in. Yeah. So eventually, I got kept going smaller, and then it culminated to this point where I'm like, dude, if I was going to stay in this industry, because I wasn't really inspired anymore, I'm like, what would be the most inspiring thing I could do with this skill set, which yeah. is like recruiting top-line people for you know for companies i was like man i want to do it with like the most transformative technology companies in the world yeah i'd want to invest in the companies so we have skin in the game together yeah i want to work directly with the founders the boards the vcs uh, all those people and be yeah. like part of the initial stories of the next facebook the next uber yeah. um so i created that model without ever having seen it done before yeah and just literally manifested it within 16 months but it was mostly a creation built off the skill set i cultivated from so that's, yeah, um, yeah, and that's really, that's really inspiring because like you, you created this vision of what you wanted. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people, when they create a vision of what they want, they go, cool. Yeah. And then they go do something else, right? They, they find whatever excuse they can. They find whatever, whatever like reason not to do it or not to go for it that mm -hmm. they can. Like what made you different? Besides the perfectly groomed hair. You know, <laughs> oh gosh, else. that's tough. I, I think a lot of us have like thousands of visions throughout our lives. Yeah. And then some of them just become so loud. That voice gets so loud that yeah. we, if we listen to it, then we, we have the option, that, that window to take action. And I think a lot of it comes down to pain. I think yeah. pain's a great freaking motivator, right? If you're just not stoked on your life and you like... I think a lot of people listening will resonate with this. So you just feel there's something in your bones. It's a deep discomfort. Yeah, that, that knows you're destined for yeah. more, right? Yeah. That sees people. And I think especially as I started getting into masterminds and I started getting into rooms with high-level people, which some of them I found my way in, some of them I bought my way into, just getting around those people, I was like, man, these, these people don't have anything that I don't have. Yeah. And, and seeing them live these giant dreams and realizing that everything I wanted was through the, through the access of changing my psychology. Yeah. Like all the things that I've thought I'm worthy of or thought that I could have yeah. were just basically an illusion of my belief systems. And when I started going deep into personal yeah. development, that's what changed the game. It wasn't like reading this book on business because you're not going to do shit with that book it, unless you if believe. If you're not the person. Yeah. If, you're, if, you're not, if you don't believe you're worthy of having your biggest dreams, you're never going to take action. You're well, you just, you hit on, you, know? you hit on something that's really interesting that I think I've, I, I never noticed that I've had that experience as well. When you're a part of these high-level masterminds with nine-figure earners and billion-dollar yeah. business owners, you said, you know, they don't have anything I don't have. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. And right? They are no, like, this, this, this hyper-successful person is not different than me. 100%. They just act different than me. They act different. You nailed it. And, like, after speaking with many, many billionaires at this point and working with, with yeah. several of them, 
um, that I can clearly see they're smarter than me in certain areas. Like they're really good at pattern recognition. Yeah. They've, a lot of them have, have been doing this since they were young. So yeah. there's certain patterns there, but really I think here's the big thing is we tend to put people up on pedestals for the qualities we wish we had more of. Mm -hmm. So it's really not real. It's just an imbalance in perspective. So the quality that I'm putting this person, this billionaire on a pedestal for, their business savviness, they're probably putting me on a pedestal for, for my emotional EQ or my, my ability to connect with people yeah. or the stuff that I'm doing in my personal life. Like everyone's putting each other on pedestals based on the qualities wow. they want. I love it. it you're blowing my mind right now. <laughs> well, because I, I literally just had a conversation with a buddy who has sold a couple of billion. We were just talking about him, yeah. um, Ryan Mulvaney. He sold a couple of billion dollars on Amazon, mm -hmm. and we were talking, and he's like, "Dude, I envy you, and I envy your business." I'm like, "What? Yeah, like what? Yeah. Like how? What was the reason he said?" Behind he goes, it? "He goes, you can just pick up and go to Costa Rica tomorrow." Ah, okay, yeah. So like me and me and Maddie are going to Costa Rica tomorrow yep. for for five days just because to go speak in a mastermind and hang out. Yeah, and he's like, "I can't." do that and he's like that's like i don't have the freedom and flexibility the lifestyle business that you have mm, yeah he's like i have this empire but it's it's almost my own jail mm -hmm. right and it's crazy Dude, to, to think that like everybody's everybody kind of puts people up on that pedestal based on yeah. the qualities that they really want yeah it was crazy so i want to share a quick story to illustrate that i was i was just with someone out in costa rica this guy's one of the most successful people on the planet and we're just sitting there and we're we're playing jenga yeah. And the, the, the thought crossed my mind, what do you do with countless of billions of dollars? I was like, you just play board games you play with your Jenga. friends. You play Jenga with your yeah. friends, right? And and just being around those people, you see everyone has all these, you know, everyone has their insecurities, their problems. I can tell when they're not at peace with themselves. And so I think the more, you know, I, I don't know if you felt this way, but when I first got out of college and I was, I was a bit younger, even up until maybe three years ago, it was all about success for me. And success yeah. to me was really defined as how I would look in it front was, of other it people. It was what other people like saw you yeah who you wanted to be yeah. for other people but then when i reverse engineered that i'm like oh shit everything we do is for an emotion yeah everything we do is is comes down to connection and love and we want to feel special and we want to feel like people value us we feel valued I right we want to feel part. valued and we want to connect with certain people and that's the case everything we're doing is for that so that helped me take a step back and say oh shit I'm on this kind of rap, this wheel. And yeah. now that I've become aware of this because yeah. I've had enough success to realize that it, you know, you have to feel that yeah. you, can, you can, you can read it in books and hear it in classrooms and stuff, but like you kind of have to go through your own painful experiences. But I, think, I think there's a lot of people that might be listening to this right now that might be on that path. They might, For might sure. be chasing the next raise or the next promotion yeah. or yeah. the new, the new role that comes with some fancy recognition or moving from this company to the new fancy startup, like you yeah. mentioned for that title. Right, but yeah. really, you're you're searching for that value from uh -huh. others, which might not necessarily get you there. Dude, I think, and you're, I think you're really good at this. But like making life a game where you fall in love with the process. Yeah. Gary Vee's always preaching it. It didn't really, I didn't really understand it until this year. Yeah, like this year, because I'm super ambitious with business goals, and like as soon as I hit one massive goal, it's not like I'm trying to like do 20% the next month. I'm like trying to do 500% the yeah. next month. And so the goals, when I tell people, they're like, dude, that's fucking stressful. Like yeah. How are you 10xing every like? Yeah. How are you going from 100k a year to a quarter to a month to a day yep. to you know to an hour? Like that's the kind of way that my brain thinks. Where I want to you know I, I'm gonna build that much wealth. And for me, um, it's just not about like buying shit and flexing on people so so they know how much wealth how wealthy I am. To me, I've learned to love the game. I really yeah. have because I'm like man, 
the guy who can do five million a year in business is is not the same guy who can do ten because ten requires me to step out of my superpower that made me successful and made me be a better leader. Yeah. So I'm, I'm more valuable to other people yeah. and therein I am more happy because more people are benefiting from from my help, support, guidance. Yeah. So each level in life you can look at is just it's an opportunity for you to become someone new and it's you with those new character traits that you fall in love with. The confidence you have to have at, at, those, at those levels, yeah. the communication skills, the ability to not get fucked by stressful situations. <laughs> yeah. Like those are like those are the skills that Hey, transfer. heads up, heads up for anybody who's becoming an entrepreneur or who is a starting entrepreneur, you're gonna have to deal with a lot of stressful situations. Dude, that's the <laughs> and it's the funny part is it's like going like, you know, from six months to twelve months to a year and a half. Um, I've only been in the entrepreneurship game for a year and a half, but I've seen a ton of success quickly and I, I think got prepared throughout through all the years. But yeah, you're going to eat a lot of shit, but you, you can, you, it's all perspective. Yeah. Like I used to lose a deal and like freak out and now I, I can lose hundred K, 200 K in a week and not, and not care at all. Yeah. Cause I'm like, no, this is part of the game I've built in. Yep. It's like expecting to win, but also if you can anticipate the roadblocks and challenges before and make peace with them. Yeah. Like when they come and you're just like, Oh, it already happened. I think there's, you know, one of, uh, one of my good friends and mentors, Pedros, he, yeah. he always says, you know, if you expect life to be easy yeah. it's going to be really hard if you expect life yeah. to be hard it's going to be a lot more fun yeah right but that's literally what it is and it's, that's learning to love the game it's like we know that there's going to be challenge we know yeah. that there's going to be obstacles but as long as you know that and you want to do it anyway for mm -hmm. the growth for the love of the game for yeah. you know just seeing what's possible being curious yes it's a ton of fun dude that that you, na you nailed it the mamba mentality uh which kobe is imbued yeah. and i resonate with so deeply it's all about curiosity. Yeah. People are like, one's enough, enough. Like, why are you getting up at 5.30 a.m. And, and crushing workouts? And why is your, your calendar staggered every 15 minutes? It's like, I'm curious as, as to how far I can take it. Yeah. Right? I'm curious how big I can become. And, and again, it, it's not really an ego thing. It's like a self-discovery thing. Yeah. And so... It's, it's deeply spiritual if it's, you think about that's, it. That's... You, dude, you freaking nailed it. Business and life is it's just pure spiritual games for me. Yeah. Like... I want to know one of my top values is self mastery. Yeah. And so it's not the billion dollar net worth or whatever. That's exciting to me. It's like how it's not the Lamborghini. It's not no, the multiple houses. No. Yeah. And I, you know, I do pretty well and I still drive a Nissan Altima 2011. So good, good car, man. It's a great car. Never, car. never broken down. <laughs> I don't care about that. Now I think to your point, it's like live the lifestyle you want to live. I work so hard to have the freedom. So I just spent five weeks at a nice resort in Costa Rica living my perfect life, yeah. right? That for me is a rich, exciting, fulfilling existence. So I don't need to go buy a watch or a certain car to flex to people to, to status signal yeah. that I am who I, who I say I am. That's the kind of shit that has you t tossing and turning at night, not, yeah. not, not being cool with who you are. Yeah. Like that's what I realized that internal peace, like loving who you are is the most important thing. And you can't love yourself if you're not being yourself. So let's dig into that a little bit. Cause so there's, there's probably like a, like 11 podcasts that we can break down from this last like 10 minutes. For sure. Yeah. But, going but, all over. So, so the first thing that I want to talk about is loving who you are. Yeah. Right. Because I think in the entrepreneurial space and, and you and I hang out with a lot of entrepreneurs, yeah. uh, not all of them love who they are. Not all of them are, are fulfilled and happy with what they're, they make great money, but you can mm -hmm. tell that they're self-destructive. They kind of go through those patterns. Yeah. How do you, how do you get to the point of really, truly loving who you are? That's a really deep question. That's a, that's a tough one to answer. Well, one, it's not through money. I think that's you, you got to point that out right away. Yeah, money will solve your money problems, but but it will not solve anything they, it, else. It, no, because there. 
So there's like there's multiplayer games and there's single player games. Yeah. We're taught in society and in school to play these multiplayer games, yeah. right? Business. It's a lot of times it's zero sum. Go win, make money. Status games and you know win this title. Yeah. It's a zero sum game, right? We're playing all these multiplayer games and you can get great at those and they can make you financially and material wealthy. Um, and there's some amazing things you can do with that wealth, but. The single player game is what no one talks about. It's yeah. the shit they don't teach you in college. It's the yeah. shit that almost no one's figured out, which is, is it's that inner game. Yeah. It's like, how do you actually- Nobody else is playing. You just have to conquer the levels. It's just you. There's, There's no one nobody else. else there. There's no one else in the game. No one yeah. can help you. No one yeah. can come. You can't buzz someone and have them come like give you an item in this yeah. game or something or like, you know, hook you up. There's It's just you. And so happiness, self-love. I look at that the same way as I look at sales yeah. or marketing. They're just skills. Yeah. Everything is a skill set. And whatever muscles you flex the most often, yeah. you're going to cultivate over time. And when you don't flex those, you're going to get flabby and weak. Yeah. Right. So people aren't practicing self-love. So I think self-love, the easiest way to, to become someone you love, it all comes down to behavior. Yeah. Right. And mindset is the beginning, but you can think positive shit all day. But if you see yourself as a certain person and then your actions are incongruent with that, yeah. it's going to create friction. And that's actually beautiful. Most people are like, oh, I'm in such pain. It's like, no, that's beautiful because that's a signal that you're out of alignment with your ideal self. And it's trying to help you see that you're on the wrong path yeah. to get on the right path. So for me, so it's not, it's not about, it's not about making ease, mm -hmm. right? Because you know, that like ease can like, they're, if they're looking for ease, they'll try to avoid those signals. They'll yeah, out those exactly. signals, right? But you want to pay attention to these signals because right. it can cause you to get back into that Good alignment. point, dude. Yeah, most people, I think, tend to want relief from those. Yes. So we numb it out in drugs, alcohol, uh, gossip. You know, Netflix what, and chill. Netflix and like chill. Get, like, get lost in a you know a series that yeah. takes our mind off of who we are and where we're at. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're creating resistance yeah. um, where we should be running right into it. Like, yeah stoicism the obstacle is the way yeah like whatever is there in front of you you can try to go around it but it's going to keep flinging you back you might as well just go straight and life's going to keep you know giving yeah. you these lessons until you confront it head on so yeah i think doing hard shit builds character yeah and character is the essence of life becoming someone that you love mm. and there's so much shit in like on instagram that you read in a quote like oh it's more about who you become than like how much money you have so people like gloss over it but it's the biggest mistake, dude, because a lot of that trite wisdom is the fucking wisdom. Yeah. It's like, no, you got to become someone you love. So what are the actions that you could do? Working out, meditating, journaling, gratitude. But like less than 1% of 1%, I believe, actually do those every fucking day. Yeah. And feel it. And feel and it. And really feel it. It's, yeah. one, it's Again, it's one thing to do it. It's another thing to really sit in it and feel it. Yeah. Right? What makes you proud of yourself? That's the question. Yeah. Like, what is? what are you going to do today? That when you look in your mirror tonight, you said, man, I fucking love you. Yeah. Like, I'm so proud of how you showed up today and the things you did. Yeah. Is it giving a few acknowledgements or giving praise to people and building them up? Is it making sure you hit your workout even though you didn't want to? Is it, you know, going through the day intentionally and choosing three to five activities that you can accomplish? Yeah. So you, you know, you didn't just meander through the day. Like, what are the things that gives you the sense of being happy with how you just spent that time? Knowing, knowing that you showed up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not that. not doing bullshit and then el <laughs> eliminating the other stuff. That's yeah. the quickest way. Like less is more. Like eliminating all the bullshit that makes you feel shitty about yourself. What like, are, What are some of the things that make make people feel shitty about themselves? Fucking, I mean, social scrolling is one. I got to get better at that myself. Too, but <laughs> one, just anyone who's like just flexing and you're like, oh, I want their lifestyle on Instagram. Fucking unfollow them. Yeah, because you're just creating this bullshit in your life you don't need. So yeah, I always tell people yeah. like you're 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 viewing people's highlight reel. Mm -hmm. and comparing it with your behind the scenes. Yeah. 
They're never going to line up. Follow people that are real. Yeah. There's, there's some people that actually have great brands that add a lot of value. Follow Xander Fryer. And then that's it. Nobody else. Yeah. At, at, <laughs> at Xander Fryer. I don't know how to spell his name. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know what I mean? Just that kind of eating bullshit, drinking too much fucking alcohol. Dude, I used to go to Omnia and close that thing down like three times a week. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't fucking love myself then. Yeah. Why? Because I was doing stupid shit. I wasn't investing in myself and my future. My dreams were taking a backseat to substances. I love, I love that we're talking about this, right? Because like I, like when I was in Cisco, like I had you, what we were talking about. What everybody would say was the successful, right? Like, I was making a quarter million dollars a year. I was driving the BMW, mm-hmm. living in Venice yep. Beach. Same thing. We go to we go to bungalow like two three times a week. <laughs> yeah. We get hammered, and I, you know, I'd buy rounds of tequila shots for everybody. I. I'd fly to Norway on a weekend to w- visit a buddy. Like yeah. you know, the money was fun, mm-hmm. but the the happiness was fleeting. Mm. It wasn't joy. It wasn't fulfillment. I wasn't proud of who I was. Yeah. I was I was empty. And I, same thing. It was like I was chasing these little the little raises, the little promotions, mm-hmm. and everything like that. And I was playing the multiplayer game, mm-hmm. but it was the yeah. one player game that I really needed to focus. And you on. didn't choose that. Yeah. That was kind of a, a condition. It was told. It was, it was told. told. It was a societal construct you bought, you bought into. Right. And then later you started to see that, hey, this doesn't feel how I thought it would feel. So that creates this space yeah. for you to question yeah. what you really want. And that's where life actually begins, in my opinion. I love that. So that, that, that was the same thing <laughs> with me, dude. Yeah. I was in college and, uh, you know, I was, we're, we're all conditioned a certain way. My mom raised me to be very successful as an employee, but she, yeah. she's a very successful executive, but she taught me to fear any sort of uncertainty. So yeah. of course I couldn't, you know, we weren't entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, later found out that's complete bullshit and yeah. now done great things. But at the time I just wanted to make and six not, figures. And it's not like anything against your mom, right? Like, no, not at all. She, your mom's an amazing woman. My mom's an amazing woman. Yeah. Same thing. Right? There can't like, be any resentment towards that yeah. whatsoever. Cause everyone's just trying to do the best they can with what they have. And everyone's yeah. a product of their conditioning. So, yeah. Then that creates this whole space of love and, and realizing that, hey, it's up to you. Like, we can't control how we were conditioned, but it's our responsibility to reprogram. To take control now. To take control now. As soon as you have that shred of awareness, if you listen to this podcast, it's all now it's on you. Yeah. Right? Now you're screwed. No more, now, no more excuses. Now you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the thing is it, when I was exiting college, I wanted to make six figures. I stumbled around a bit just because I was kind of a clown when I first got out of school. I was just partying too much yeah. and I couldn't be taken seriously in sales. Yeah. But once I hit that goal... Um, I was scrolling one, one night on Instagram and I was just kind of unhappy and I had, I had this quote and it was like, if your life was a book, would you read it? Ooh. And, and for some reason, again, these trite little things, these little memes and shit, like can actually propel some, you cool get, thinking. you get one that actually cuts surgically deep. That one cut into me and I was like, oh shit, I, I don't want to read my book right now. I don't feel like I've ever written a sentence in my book. I feel like it was all predetermined. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like I'm in control of the yeah. destiny I really want. And so that's when I, in that fucking moment, dude, I was reading Tim Ferriss's four hour work at the time yeah. too, which all talks about setting short term goals. Cause yeah. I was setting too long term goals and it was creating too much inaction. So I was like, yeah. I'm only setting super short goals now to make sure I get my ass in action. Yeah. And so I literally was like, cool, I'm quitting my job and I'm going to travel the whole world. Yeah. And I, I gave away everything within two months. You know, I was on a 25 country spree yeah. and that's when I went and taught English in Ghana and Kenya. That's when I went and became a yoga teacher in India. That's when I created this whole like epic like novel of yeah. what my life is and kicked it off and like took control. Yeah. And that for me legitimately is where life really started because up until then I was unconscious. And you I was, were, you were you know, not the author of that book. No, Somebody exactly. Else, now you are the author of the book moving forward. Exactly, dude. And that, that's, that's the whole point of life. Yeah. Is to, is to get to that point and be like, Oh shit, 
and I'm a big science geek too, so it's like neuroplasticity. Your brain yeah. is proven to be completely malleable. You can change, like every time you change your belief structures, your 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 neurons fire differently. You build new pathways. Your brain literally transforms. Yeah. So I'm like, wait a minute. I don't have to be stuck here anymore. I can literally just mold my mind into whatever yeah. I want it to be. And like that forces the question, what do you actually want? Which yeah. is another tough one. Well, I think, I think that's really what, what you just said there. I want everybody to kind of marinate on for a second, right? It doesn't matter where you've come from. It doesn't matter where you've been, mm. what you've been programmed before. The moment that you have the awareness that mm -hmm. you can actually reprogram your brain, mm -hmm. you no longer have an excuse. Like now you are the author and you yeah. can start to remold and rewire your brain. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Dude, that's, that's super huge. I hope everybody's like really taking that in for a second because you can change. Human beings are literally the only animals in the world yeah. that can wake up tomorrow and be completely different. It's a great point. Like I no, other an, no, other, no other animal can do that. Like wake up. You, you, can't, have a, you can't have a dog that wakes up tomorrow and is like, I want to be an ostrich. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. No, that's a great freaking point. Yeah, we're, yeah, that's so true. And the other thing about nature, we're going to talk about nature and, and pattern recognition here. What I realized about nature and what also makes humans unique is we're the only beings that compare. And what I mean by that is this, a rose doesn't want to be a sunflower. A yeah. sunflower doesn't want to be a rose. An acorn wants to be a fully fledged oak tree, not a sunflower. Yeah. That each thing in nature just wants to be the fullest expression it it. of itself. Yeah. It wants to be the highest version of itself. Yeah. That's all things in nature want to be. The tree wants to grow as tall and big as it can yeah. be. It doesn't want to be the next breed of tree. Right. But we, with all our intellectual capabilities, are comparing and we get so fucked on our right. path of self-discovery, which the is... fish is wondering why it can't fly. Right. That's, the bird that's is wondering why it can't hold its breath underwater. Yeah. And it's crazy. And we, it's just, it's so inauthentic. That's the thing is we want to love ourselves, but most people don't know how to, how to be themselves. Yeah. You know, because you got to get through all the muck and say, you know, if I didn't give a shit what anyone thought about me, what would I do that makes me happy? Yeah. And, mo and, and once you get to that conclusion, even if you arrive at that answer, which I think most people can, do you have the courage to live that way? Yeah. And that's the thing is how do you go, how do you go from idea and integrate that? And that oftentimes means changing your friend groups. It means changing your environments. It means going out into the unknown. And I love Tony's quote, life is a dance between what you desire and what you fear most. Yeah. And you ask yourself, do I desire it more? Or do I fear it more? And yeah. your results never lie. Yeah. If you don't have the result, you're, you're living in more fear, fear than desire. Is, your fear is there. So that's the thing is, can you crank up that fire in you to say, you know what? I'm unwilling to live this way. This is how I'm committed. This is a standard yeah. that I'm creating for myself. And when you do that shit, dude, it's, it, the game's over. You win. Yeah. If you really have that in your mind where there's no going back and you know what's going to happen, you're going to impose your will on the world and yeah. you're going to... You're going you're gonna to transform your environment around And you. I feel like that can only happen if you're really being who you were meant to be, like yeah. you mentioned. It's yeah. the only way that you can really get to that true fire. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Oh, I love that. How, how are you going to get that fire if it's not you? Yeah. Right? You can't like – I always say this. Like your your level of energy is, is proportionate to your vision. Mm -hmm. Like you ever know Tony Robbins, right? The dude can go on stage for four days straight, not yeah. sleep. He has a mission to impact billions of people. So his energy, he's getting charged with some cosmic, spiritual, yeah, universal shit. energy. Yeah. Like he, he, has, he has a level of energy that is required for him to fulfill his vision. Yeah. Most people don't have a vision bigger than themselves and they're wondering why they're walking around looking at the ground, not energized. Yeah. You've got to have a fucking huge vision. And when you have a huge vision, you really want to change something or impact people in a big way and you're clear on that. Like you wake up every day just freaking juiced. It's yeah. like you've been on an iPhone charger all night ready to rock. 
right? That's what life is. And most people don't have that energy because they haven't taken the time to really create the vision for their yeah. lives. And it's not one thing, like you don't do it one time. Yeah. If you look at my vision statements in my journal, I've probably written 2000 visions. Yeah. But each time you write. It's a practice that you keep going through. You keep oh going. yeah. It's never ending. But that's the thing. It goes back to the process. Yeah. Like life is a process. Like you, you it's. Most people want the thing right now and they want to perfect it right away. It's like, no, your vision, what you want to create, that's an iterative process. It's, an, it's a painting. It's yeah. never complete. And so you always got to keep rethinking things and questioning things and be willing to let go of things that you decide, hey, I have this many minutes left in my life. Do I want to spend these minutes doing that? I yeah. thought I love this, but maybe I don't. Like what would be the highest expression or highest way I could use this time and energy? Yeah. And if people would just have the courage to ask those questions and start trying shit i think people would be way fucking happier well, so so like you to take it back to something you said it all comes back from having the big vision and then having the courage to really go for mm -hmm. it or the belief the mindset that it's possible yeah from the beginning like i think of when you were talking about that i think of bezos mm -hmm. right like if, if you know if you go through the story of bezos like when he first started amazon right the reason it's called amazon is because amazon is this massive river that encompasses everything mm -hmm. right so the amazon store was supposed to be the everything store from the beginning, even though it was just this like tiny bookstore, it's this tiny that? little used bookstore at first. But from the very beginning, he mm -hmm. said, 20 years from now, we are going to sell everything online, right? And he said that at the very beginning, and like he'd go this way and that way, and he'd try new things here. And, and but the whole time, he's working towards that vision. Yep. So it's like, whatever, whatever obstacles come up, it doesn't really matter, yeah. right? Because we've got something, and if you can hold that vision for 30 years or whatever, right? Like, we wonder why the man's the, the richest man in the world, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what's funny? Yeah, because he's obviously a brilliant visionary. And I always say, like, the most successful people that I know are just traumatized children that never, yeah. <laughs> that never, yeah. that never exactly. know their shit. Because, like, yeah, there's that insatiable desire to control mm -hmm. and create legacy. So it's so interesting because those people are, like, defining the companies that are changing our world at the most rapid rate. Um, but it's so funny, man, because... I haven't met Jeff, uh, but like I, you know, you, you see this trend now, you got him, you got Gates, everyone's going through all these like big metamorphoses in their life. I'm like, man, would you really want all that? Yeah. And I'm glad that they're doing big stuff for the world. Um, and hope what I'm hoping is to get conscious leaders in those seats. Yeah. Cause I think get them there and then heal them yeah. because a lot of people at that stage, man, they're not healed at all. They're still, yeah. they're still, there's wounds there. And the desire to dominate is the, the you primary You hear about it from, from Steve Jobs. You yeah. hear about it from Jeff Bezos. You know, yeah. all of it coming from like a desire, basically like a desire to yes, dude. to have value again. And that's the thing is I like more of Gary Vee style. Yeah. Like Jobs obviously is an icon, but we, we put those people up on such a pedestal. Yeah. Um, I like Gary Vee where it's like, hey, he's building his own empire, but he, you know, is, he doesn't stray from empathy. Yeah. Right. Like how, like how you win matters to me. Yeah. Right. Like if you're, if you're proposing, if you're propelling sweatshops in China and, you're yeah. like, and you guys are killing it and your, your stock's up, I'm great for the stockholders, but I'm like, man, is that great for the world? Yeah. Like I, that's questionable. Um, yeah. so I don't know, man, I think it goes back to like how we value things in so society. Let's, let's talk about that because I think this is something that I love about you and especially, you know, you mentioned you, you know, as soon as you like quit everything, you went, you traveled the world, you yeah. gave back. Yeah. Talk to me about the importance of that and finding true fulfillment in, in life. Oh, that's such a good question. I think, well, I think travel is just a must, yeah. right? Like whether you want to go 
go into like villages and go teach or you want to go to third world places, you want to just go, to, I think traveling opens Get up different your perspective. perspective yeah. Your perspective, but I think what the big takeaways that I had in going to, I don't know, 30, 35 countries now and, and being in some, you know, some spots where they, they, it's tough environments to live in, right? Like I went and I, I lost 30 pounds in Ghana in a month and I got real sick and I was, you know, yeah. I, I experienced a, a slice of what it was like to kind of live there. Yeah. And for me, like, I just want to be connected to the human experience. So I think when you go travel and you put yourself in a lot of random situations, you just, you, you just get past the ego and past this dogmatic yeah. way of thinking that your country or your, your way is, is right. Yeah. And you start noticing differences in people and, and, it kind of opens you up into this yeah. like, you know, hey, I'm going to explore and, and see who I am and create who I am rather yeah. than assume that who I am is a fixed person. Um, and I think those experiments and those experiences are kind of like impetuses for you to change. Yeah. So I think to become one's best self and to become one's greatest self and happiest, um, I think you need those kind of crazy new experiences yeah. to discover what's important. And what I've discovered is that human connection is everything. Yeah. Right. Like I felt more connected to some people in Malawi, this little place in Africa where we built our first school. That week, I felt yeah. more connected to many of those humans there than some of my best friends that I'd known for 15 well, you, 20 you years. You said something. You said human connection. Yeah. You didn't say family connection. You didn't say national connection. Yeah. But it's not about our country. It's not about our city. Right. It's human connection. It's the human race. Yeah. You nailed right. it. Yeah. It's, it's everything. And like, that's the thing is the barriers melt. Yeah. The barriers to the world. You start to feel one. Yeah. And if we start to feel the oneness, yeah. we can start making decisions holistically with that in mind. Because like I feel, like if I just meditate for a second, I can feel the connection to people in all these different countries. Yeah. And all the love and like it's ever present in me still. Like those connections are visceral. So it's mm -hmm. like if we all, you know, sought to go connect with people in other religions, cultures, whatever, and you realize that and all this understand. other stuff is bullshit, to understand just each understand. other. Yeah, I think we just make better decisions, dude. Yeah. I mean if you if you knew people in Asia in these certain cities and you were running an e-commerce company and you think you'd be more mindful of like how the working conditions might affect those families, yeah. it's because we've convinced ourselves through ignorance or lack of experience that you know we we've created this bubble of isolation where we don't think about other people beyond our community or our freaking street or our city, right? And so it's all these divisions that uh, in small, small perspectives yeah. that keep us doing things that help us and hurt others. So I'm like, hey, if we all just go meet each other and there's a forum and there's a, there's a way for us to connect, it's like everything changes. Yeah. How you see people changes. I love that, man. You, you've touched on a lot of uh, what some people might call spiritual or, mm -hmm. or woo-woo concepts. You, yeah. you talked about meditation. You talked about feeling one. Mm -hmm. uh, you talked about a little bit about like the spiritual growth and things like that. What, what role has spirituality played in your life and your success? That's a big one, dude. I honestly did not, I was not spiritual at all until like two years ago. Yeah. And then I read a book called Loyalty to Your Soul. So if you guys are wanting some spiritual breakthroughs, yeah. um, check that one out. Um, I read that book and I, I was ready though. I was like, I want yeah. a spiritual breakthrough. <clears throat> I was yearning for it, but I was like, didn't know how to connect. I'm not religious. I was raised religious, but I kind of went into a full atheist and agnostic. So I was just disconnected from like this divine source. Even when I was doing all this amazing, having all these amazing experiences and connecting with people, I never attributed that to like a spiritual thing. Yeah. Right. And then I read this book and I, I kind of untangled all the bullshit yeah. I had from religion um, and saw what spirituality was, which is a connection to God, 
which is the universe, which is the, 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 the energy source we were created from. So in understanding that, I've looked at everything in my life now as, a, as, a, as an extension of spirituality. Yeah. Meaning, how can I put my soul into my business? Yeah. Like, how can I put the essence of what I believe and who I am into my business, into my model, into my core values, into who I hire? Yeah. Like, that changed the game, dude. I mean, massively. From a financial standpoint, from a fulfillment standpoint, mm -hmm. I had to ask myself, what, again, what would make me come alive? What, what do I deeply believe that I want to stand for? Like those things are spiritual, man. Those yeah. aren't, those aren't tied to bottom line yeah. um, and they, they do help it. But, um, so that's been massive. But then I also realized there's a distinction from this book, um, that really transformed everything for me. And it's basically a graph where there's a Y axis and an X, or yeah, X axis. Yeah. yeah. So it's soul line and goal line. Yeah. And the goal line is basically how I've been living my life. Your material my, goals, the money, yeah. the wealth. The money, wealth, just achieving any goal in general, regardless if it's a tied to a monetary <coughs> thing, like yeah. getting to 6% body fat and 200, whatever yeah. it is. All, material your, all your physical goals are wrapped up in this goal line. And they're great because we we drive a lot of success. Or we just we drive a lot of happiness from progress and growth, mm -hmm. right? But then there's this other axis called the soul line. Yeah. And... They're completely independent of each other, so you can be you can be maxed out here and have like the money, the cars. The you can body, max out your goals, yeah, all that, and be broke spiritually. Yeah, and so they're independent, so they're two different goals. Yeah, so you have to treat them like two different goals. And I was completely not acknowledging this yeah. other axis, and so that goal is basically how much love you feel. Yeah, right. Because think about this: if you were bursting with love every day, like you woke up and you were just beaming with love, yeah. what else would there be that you'd want? Yeah. You would be full. There would yeah. be nothing to do but just give love. <laughs> like, what would you do? Yeah. You're so happy. There's literally nothing out here that can make you happier. So what motivation would you have to do anything but give that love away? But get it to others. Just yeah. give it to others. That is enlightenment. Yeah. That's God. That's you being at one with the universe that's aligned with the truth of who you are. Yeah. You know, completely independent of all the bullshit you think you need to feel that. You just are it. Does right. it does it hurt you, a one time atheist, to be saying God now? You know, I had I, I like I think this is a really interesting topic because yeah. I've, I've met a lot of people that have you know they maybe they were forced into religion as a kid yeah. and then they go full atheist or agnostic yeah. and they rebel against the idea and then later they they delve into spirituality and yeah. they might come back to the term of God. Yeah. Right? So God, the word used to have a really cringy vibration for me when yeah. I heard it. To be honest with you. Because like when I thought of God, I thought of religion and I thought of like all this other stuff that the comes dogma, along with that, the dogma, the, you know, the not, you know, all the stuff that I didn't really associate with or connect with. Uh, but for me, I've had to create my own relationship and yeah. through reading spiritual books and detangling mm -hmm. like what God is yeah. and realizing that there's religions and spirituality is one form of religion, right? It's, you know, we have Christianity, Hinduism, spirit, like spirituality, universe, whatever you want to call it. They're just different vehicles all heading yeah. to the same destination. So They're I'm not trying philosophy. Yeah, I'm not trying to compare my vehicle and compare my rims to your rims. Yeah. We're all my rims are better than your rims. Yeah, they are for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm just trying to get to God. I'm trying to get to that place where I'm just overflowing love. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so one of the um, one of the metaphors or visuals I have is like, how do you create love? Well, you gotta you gotta get rid of judgment. Yeah, resentment, all these emotions that that we create. Yeah. Or our evolutionary response mechanisms that prevent us from accessing the love that already exists. Yeah. We don't have to go get love. Love is. We yeah. already have it. Yeah. We need to get rid of the shit that's blocking us from receiving that love. So, okay, every time I, I picture it like a, a hot air balloon. And every time you forgive somebody, every time you 
make peace with something. And every time you deploy love in, in a place where you didn't before, it's like dropping um, one of those weights off the hot air balloon. Yeah. And you, you ascend 10 more feet. Yeah. Right? But we have a lot of weights. And yeah. so the more we drop those bags off that hot air balloon, the higher we you're ascend. You're going to go higher and you're going to go faster. And yeah. And while money doesn't get you more of that, that will get you more money. Yeah. And so ironically, the more spiritual, the more you feel love, the more people want to be around you, the more people want to do business with you, yeah. the more you know attractive people in your life you're able to maintain because they're like, man, something about your energy that makes me feel valued and loved yeah. and supported. So like by well, becoming high, high that, energy people only want to hang out with other high energy. Like you were talking about, yeah. like when you make the decision to like go for more, sometimes you have to cut off yeah. the, the weights that are holding you down. Yes. Well, at the same time, like sometimes you might be the weight to somebody else. And if you're not cutting off your weights, yeah. you're not going to be able to hang out with these people that are going to lift you up. Dude, and, you're, and it's not who you are. Like you're not a heavy weight to that person. It's just who you're being in that moment. Yeah. And one of, one of these things I'll never forget, I was with one of my buddies like that I met three, four years ago. And he was really successful. And I think at the time, dude, I was like undervaluing myself. And I had some of those blocks too. And I, in my mind, you know, I, when I started hanging out with people that were a lot more successful, a lot more well-known than, than me, I was like, I was a little bit like, you know, what do I have to offer this person? Yeah. Or like, why are they hanging out with me? Yeah. I even asked them. I was like, you know, I know like most people want to be your friends and it's hard for you to trust people. Like why, why hang out with me? Yeah. Right. And he goes, your energy. Yeah. And so what I realized in that moment is energy is your most valuable currency. Yeah. Energy is the currency everyone wants. Like no matter how much money you have. The billionaires. We all, we all know the every, guy or girl yeah. that like, just brings good energy and you just want to be around. Everyone them. wants to be around a good energy. Yeah. That's it. So I started valuing people differently. And instead of looking at people's accomplishments, I'm like, no, who is that person behind yeah. that? And by, by doing that, I was able to not put people on pedestals. I was able to be my highest energy and not devalue myself because I'm like, I'm measuring myself based on how aligned I am to me, mm-hmm. not on how successful I am compared to that person. Yeah. And so that allows me to show up with an intention of just being my best self, you know, spreading great energy, spreading love. And for me, that creates my ultimate level of confidence, which if I meet someone else at their ultimate level of confidence, we're on that same frequency. Yeah. So I don't need to change my net worth. I don't need to change the car I drive. I don't need to, you know, to change my watch. It's just an energy thing. Yeah. And so by changing our mindset, our energy and all that, like that's the quickest way to attract the people and results that we want. And it was like a pfft. That's amazing, man. Dude, we could keep going for days. Yeah. I do have a couple quick questions for you before we close this Let's one go. out. Um, the first one has to be, uh, what's the one thing that you wish you learned in college that you didn't? That is a fucking tough question. Give me the heaters at the end here. Yeah. Um, the one thing I wish I learned in college that I didn't, whew, how to, <laughs> probably how to actually run a business. <laughs> like, what was your degree? English, English. I, I got good at copywriting, which is helpful, yeah. but, um, either how to actually run a real business, not, not from, from textbooks yeah. or I would have learned the importance of like just creating your own life. Cause I think in, in college it's, it's just so class to class to class, get out here, get a job. It's more about creating a cog in the machine. Yeah. I, I wish I had taken more classes where they, where you were encouraged to fail. Yeah. I think college does a great job of teaching you how to win in an academic setting, but you get so yeah. focused on killing these tests that I wish I learned huh. I, or I was just, I wish I was conditioned yeah. to like learn, love failure yeah. because then that removes all the fear and that just enables you to go out and innovate and create. Yeah. I wish I had just been, you know, more in that, in the presence of that there. 
I love that. Um, you, I, I obviously know you personally, and you do a lot of fun shit to keep yourself operating as an optimal person, yeah. high energy, focusing on that brain. Yeah. What's What's one different thing that you do that maybe most people don't that's really helped you be Chris? Uh, cold plunges. There we go. Cold plunges, yeah. Um, I meditate a lot. I journal a lot. I process things. But I think cold plunges, and I'll, I'll tell you why. I, it's, you know, it's, we got a new cold plunge downstairs. We might have to go do it. I mean, we might as well just cut out right now. <laughs> <laughs> cold plunge. Let me tell you why. It's not. It's not going to be for the reasons that it's going mainstream right now. Like obviously, great for inflammation. Yeah. Um, great for your body. Great for your health. Um, no brainer. But I think there's so much value in doing really hard shit. Yeah. And then there's breath associated with that, right? So breath. We have sympathetic. We have parasympathetic, right? Sympathetic is fight or flight. And parasympathetic is when we're, we're calm. So when you're in parasympathetic, all your organs are working properly, you're calm, you have, you have blood in your prefrontal cortex, you're thinking accurately, you're in the zone. Yeah. Right now, this is what we're feeling right now. As soon as you go sympathetic, you're freaking out. Um, you're in the amygdala. You're in the amygdala, you're in your, your, your fear zone, and the blood rushes away, you literally become more stupid. Yeah. Um, you panic, you make poor decisions. Um, you're not yourself, yeah. right? You, you go into this like fight or flight little gazelle, right? <laughs> um, not where you want to be. Yeah. So cold plunging, if you get- Gazelle's your, pretty, not great for running a business. No, not great in business, <laughs> not great in relationships. Yeah. So like as soon as you get into that cold ass water, yeah. 32, 34 degrees, whatever it is, your body wants to go into fight or flight, wants to mm -hmm. go into sympathetic. So you're, you're conditioning yourself to not react yeah. to the stresses of life. So it's cold water, it could be hot water. It could be you just got broken up with. It could be you just lost someone in your family. It could be that you're getting sued. There's all these different stresses in life. And that, we will all go through these stresses. And we are all going to for yeah. sure. So I would rather be more resilient and condition my body in advance in anticipation of those so that I am teaching myself to be that quarterback in the pocket, yeah. staying calm so he can make the play, yeah. right? Instead of panicking getting out and just getting sacked, yeah. right? Most people are just running out the pocket and getting sacked by linemen. Mm -hmm. That's how we're living life. Something happens, boom. So practices like that, it can be a yeah. really hard workout. It could be the cold plunge, which I think is very meditative. And it, it's literally reconditioning your brain to not panic and to stay calm and at peace so that no matter what chaos mm -hmm. is going on around you, you're in control and you can make the decisions you want. Yeah, I so love, I love that. And for, for anybody out there, by the way, if you're interested more on cold plunges and cold therapy, we just did uh, an interview with Tyler Forbes, the founder of Breathe Degrees. So go find that. Oh, love him. Go, yeah, go find yeah. that in the uh, uh, in the podcast and watch that. You can get a full 45 minutes straight about about cold therapy and breath work. Uh, but Chris, dude, this has been absolutely amazing. We'll definitely get you on again in the future. I feel like yeah. we can do this for days. Uh, but where can people learn more about Chris Vasquez and about the Quantum Talent Group? Uh, Instagram's good at Chris Vasquez official. I couldn't get my, my name yet. Um, <laughs> LinkedIn, Chris Vasquez. Beautiful. Awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks brother. Great time. All right. That's all we have for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of shit. You don't learn in college. And if you did, please share this episode on your social media and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating. So you don't miss any other great episodes. We can only spread our message when you share this knowledge with the others that need it. So we really appreciate the support. Thanks a ton.